I've been struggling really hard during the pandemic with my emotions more than I usually (laughs) struggle with my emotions or more than I usually process my emotions. And I just wanted to be honest about that. It's hard to feel things and it's hard to let feelings come in because a lot of people like myself, I'm a fixer and I'm a doer and I'm an action taker. So it's hard for me to release it. What's up, party people? Welcome back to the podcast. So today is a big episode for me. Um, I am going to share a bunch of things that have been going on. So it is our Mindful Monday episode, and I do have a mantra, but it's going to be just like me just talking about some shit, <laughs> and it's super personal and super raw, and I've kind of hinted at some of the things I've been going through on other episodes, but today feels like the day to kind of share all of the things. So before we jump in, the mantra that I've really been working with a lot and have had on repeat for the last couple of days after a very big um, breakthrough moment conversation is I own my emotions so they don't own me. So what does that mean for me? Well, let's not start with what that means for me. Let me start with the month of July and all the things I've been doing and all the things we've been talking about on the podcast. So you guys know that the month of July for me was I had chose to do this super, super deep um, self-reflection and self-love like deep dive. But what I never talked about on the podcast to date was um, just June. I just call it just June. June was a shitty fucking month. I would go out on a limb and probably agree that a lot of us were dealing with a lot of shit in June. The beginning, I think it was, well, it was technically in May, um, but went into June was, you know, the height of some of the, uh, the height of the kickoff. I don't even know the fucking words to use here. Was the heightened awareness of the Black Lives Matter movement on top of the pandemic. And that was like a lot. And that was heavy for a lot of people. And then in the middle of June, my family, uh, not my immediate family, but my parents and my brother and my sister and I had a huge, huge uh, family fight at a family birthday party many different things wrapped up in it as for me I've thought a lot about it I can't speak for anybody else and the big lesson I learned out of that is you can't meet you can't expect people to meet you where you are if they'd never been that deep for themselves so that's how I'm looking at that situation but the one thing I really gleaned out of that situation for me and the one thing that I've been exploring that has made the last six weeks so raw was sobriety and anyone who knows me knows that I'm a drinker and I identify as a drinker and when I say I identify as a drinker I mean I use alcohol like most people to celebrate fun things right to have fun to let down your guard to relax but what I realize is that 
we use alcohol for another thing, and it's really to hide behind our feelings. And I don't think I did not realize how much I hide behind my feelings, and I never realized how much I suppressed my feelings. But let me tell you what, (laughs) today is day 46 for me with no alcohol. And I'll be honest, I don't know where this goes. I don't know where this ends. I'm just taking it one day at a time. I know to get through um, the heaviness that is life right now with all the things that were going on um, compiled with my family fight and my behavior and my um, contribution (laughs) to the family fight that going sober was something that I chose to do instantly without anybody's recommendation. Like as soon as I came out of my like anger or whatever the word is I'm looking for there. Sorry, I'm trying to be really, truly fucking honest in this podcast because there's just so much that I've learned and I just want to share because I've been struggling really hard during the pandemic with my emotions more than I usually (laughs) struggle with my emotions or more than I usually process my emotions and I just wanted to be honest about that because I've had to really be honest with myself about it and it's not easy and it doesn't fucking feel good and when I've in the past talked about like getting comfortable with being uncomfortable for me it was always about doing scary shit right it was about pushing my career to the next level, giving a big presentation in front of the board, starting a podcast, reaching out to an influencer, just like scary shit. That was my version of being uncomfortable, being uncomfortable with being uncomfortable. But this is different. Being uncomfortable in a pandemic with Everything that you've struggled with emotionally being illuminated is a completely different fucking version of uncomfortable. And I promised myself when I started this podcast that that's what I wanted this podcast to be about was to talk about hard things, to change and normalize different fucking things. So that's what this episode is all about. So that's one really big thing I've learned with drinking and why I don't want to label it and why I don't want to say like, oh, I'm never going to drink again. Because if I say that and then I do have a drink again in the future, then that leads to this whole cycle, right? So anyways, right now, just one day at a time, but what I've learned in these last month, especially in July of this dedication of self-love and self-discovery to myself is that fucking feeling your feelings is hard (laughs) people say it all the time but it's really fucking hard it's hard to sit in your fucking feelings and be okay with them that's why people hide behind them and that's why people don't even realize they're hiding behind them is it's hard to feel things and it's hard to let feelings come in because A lot of people like myself, I'm a fixer and I'm a doer and I'm an action taker. So it's hard for me to really sit still and just like feel something. Sometimes it's hard for me to do that good or bad, right? I've said before, it's hard for me to relax. But so on the flip side to that, it's hard for me to just feel sometimes. So I wanted to come on and kind of just share that journey and share that piece of the journey. And also the other thing that I realized is I was having this major internal battle the whole month of July, right? Because I was 
deep diving into self-love and what that meant to me and a hyper focus on myself, which is naturally hard for me. I would say it's naturally hard for a lot of women, but I also felt like I was hiding so much from so many people because I wasn't drinking. And there's a lot of people in my life that are really close to me that I wasn't openly talking to about it. Well, for one, I'm not actually seeing them in real life, right? So it's easy to kind of hide the fact that I'm not drinking. But I was trying to figure out who I was without alcohol. And I didn't really want anyone's outside opinion. I didn't want anyone's outside influence. I didn't want my not drinking to trigger anybody else, right? Because one thing I've learned is drinking is also a really, really big social activity. And then the second I say I'm not drinking, that can shift the the dynamics in many different relationships, especially if other people aren't um, thinking about making that shift or whatever they're you know, that's a very personal thing for everybody. And we all use alcohol for different things and different reasons. But for me, it definitely is something that I would use to um, make myself feel more comfortable around people I'm not comfortable around. It was something that I would use to make myself like not give a fuck if people were didn't like me or what people thought about me, because that is one of my really, really big ahas is fucking I care way too much about what other people think about me like way too much like that there was things in my life that I was like why does this bother me like this is what you do (laughs) well this is what I've been doing since I've stopped drinking right because now all of a sudden you're super clear all the time and you're feeling all your feelings all the time so you're analyzing your feelings all the time So I'm like constantly in this like, why is this triggering me? Why is this triggering me, right? And there were things that were triggering me and I just really couldn't put my finger on it. And then I was like, it always went back to fucking caring what someone else thought about so many things. And that was a really big aha moment for me. So I challenge you to consider that if there's something in your life like get to the root cause of it like is there something that you're bullshitting on for me it shows up in the uh, procrastination is the one thing I've noticed I am not a procrastinator by nature I was a drinking non-procrastinating individual before the pandemic I have taken on an ability to procrastinate on things like I have never in my life so I've really been doing like this major fucking soul searching of like who am I because I really don't feel like I know who I am anymore which is really ironic because when I started this podcast journey I had felt like I had begun to really discover myself and then in this June and especially July now that this entire month I've been through I literally had um what we'll call moments of tension release which were crying sessions where I would say to my husband over and over like I don't know who I am like I just don't know who I am I don't know who I am without alcohol I don't know who I am without my old schedule like I just don't know who I am and I've really been struggling and I think the one thing I'm really trying to say with that is it's okay to be struggling I've learned that I do not practice self-compassion very well I never have but I've never had to like I have recently and for me that began with the pandemic that wasn't sobriety that was 
induced with the pandemic realizing that I do not give myself compassion. I probably don't give a lot of other people compassion either because I don't give it to myself and I have very high expectations for myself. And if I feel like I can't meet them, I go into this spiral, which I have been doing a lot in the pandemic because so many things had changed, right? So there's that. I wanted to open it up. I wanted to talk about that because I know there's a lot of like contention and the sobriety and sober curious, but really it's another fucking super personal journey. And while I have thoroughly fucking enjoyed not being hungover, there have been moments where I just really didn't know who I was and I wasn't sure if I could be fun or have fun again. And I had to remind myself like, bitch, you are funny. You don't need alcohol to be funny. Like you are a fun person, but I've really had to like learn this. It's really weird. And especially when you're in your home constantly, because I really thrive in social um, environments and social interactions. Like I draw a lot of energy from that. And I love that interaction and I love being able to goof off with people and make jokes and things like that, but not really having that and just being around my family. Not that my husband and I don't joke about everything, but it's different. You're at home and you're like, you're, I don't know, you're just like your realist self all the time, which maybe facing that 24 seven without the social pressures of going in public also have made me realize and just look at myself different. I don't know. My point is I wanted to just like, come on. I wanted to talk about sobriety. I wanted it to, I wanted to announce it because I haven't told a lot of people. Um, I have started to tell some of the people that are closest to me. So I wanted to kind of like put that stake in the ground and say, Hey, this is a journey that I'm on right now. Um, I know one thing I will can never sit here and say that I will never drink again, but I will say I have no plans on drinking like I used to drink or to use alcohol as the crutch that I used to use it for. And I'm very excited about that. I will say it took me about exactly fucking 45 days to get to a point where I felt comfortable with who I was or started to realize that it could be fucking fun and funny and all the things and relax and have a good time without alcohol. I just had to redefine that and had to figure out what it is. And it's just like with any habit, it really is just a habit, right? I can honestly say that I hadn't craved it. I can think of two times in these 45 days where I had to like work through the fucking feeling. And again, it was habitual. It was both of them were triggered by big events that happened once a quarter that made me want to drink. And it's because I don't, I haven't built new habits around it. But it's been a lot. And so I wanted to come on and just like open this dialogue up for anyone who's been thinking about quitting or anyone that doesn't feel seen right now or anyone that feels like they're really just fucking struggling with the pandemic or the Black Lives Matter movement or any other thing that's going on right now. Those two are just the two that hit home for me. But to say that, A, it is hard to just fucking feel your feelings. And in our society, we are not taught to feel feelings. We're taught to run from them, hide them, suppress them. People don't feel comfortable with their own feelings. So they sure as fuck don't feel comfortable with yours. And it's just not something we talk about enough. We, like, we just absolutely fucking don't. So I wanted to open that up. That was one of my goals for today. 
Another thing I wanted to talk about and begin to like normalize a little bit is the same day I decided to stop drinking is the same day I decided to see a therapist. I have, um, you know, talked about life coaches and groups that I'm in and women supporting women. And I still 100% enjoy all of those things, support all of those things, believe in all of those things. But being able to talk to somebody once a week about my emotions and just my emotions and how to handle them and recognizing that I am not them has been really powerful too. And again, just something I wanted to open up. Like it's a game changer for me. Um, And I think it's also really important to just have a space where you can just talk about stuff and you don't have to take on the other person's emotions. It's not like friendship is amazing and I love my friends, but I also will try to cater to them, right? I also am worried about their feelings or feel guilty about just dumping my shit on them because they have their own shit, right? So I found have found it empowering and freeing to pay someone to just thoroughly explore my emotions um, and just talk about them and be okay and comfortable with them and not having to have like some big scary action plan to be this what the next phase of my life is but to just talk about those feelings and explore why it's hard to feel feelings but I wouldn't want to leave you guys without any tips and any of the things that have worked really well with me for me in the last 30 days and there's so much that I've learned in the last 30 days um one really big thing I think that's universal regardless if it was a pandemic and regardless if you were experiencing a brand new sober journey is that when we hide ourselves and when we hide pieces of ourselves from people we're really really just doing ourselves a disservice it really we're telling a story to ourselves that it's not safe to be ourselves but we're also holding back the best pieces of us and the gifts that we have from other people that was a really big aha moment for me I was like I've got to stop hiding behind the sobriety and I've got to stop hiding behind having a therapist and I have to share this and every time I've shared it it's really been an empowering moment for me and the person on the receiving end so I would say that that has been one of my biggest aha moments of this last month of really digging into self-love is that no matter what I do showing up as my truest realist self is key to both myself and the person that I'm around obviously myself is priority but to remember that the fringe benefit isn't just me, but everyone else too. But like I said, I wouldn't want to just share all this and not give you some of my favorite tips that have really, really helped. As you can imagine, a lot of has been going on. So these tips are very meaningful to me. And some of them I don't use enough. And I feel like I'm finally coming out on the other side of this a little bit. So I can honestly say that these are things that have really been game changers for me and new game changers. I would say things I didn't realize I enjoyed as much as I do. Well, you know, I'm a journaler. Uh, Everybody knows like that's really, really my jam. And 
I really love it. And when I sit down to journal, I don't even know what's about to come out. It just does. And it's taken a while to get to that space. So start with that. Start simple. But the one thing that I've really enjoyed when I've had to feel my feelings is to just write and angry right or sad right my feelings and then I go out to the fire pit in the backyard and I burn it and there is something so I don't know if it's primal or what but there's something so amazing about actually burning the piece of paper with your words it's like you can really really feel yourself release those feelings I talked about this a little bit Um, When my grandmother passed away in April, right in the beginning, we were like six weeks into the pandemic, so no one really knew anything or how long it would last. And my family had chose to not have a funeral right then and to, quote unquote, potentially postpone a service or, you know, at least a family get together. But she was literally probably my favorite person in the world um, before I had kids, of course, because they're my favorite (laughs) because they're baby versions of me. No, um... I had wrote her a letter and I had burned it. And it was a really, really powerful exercise for me. So that has been something that has worked for me multiple times during the last month, just about like my feelings about anything that's come up uh, about like, who am I and not knowing who I am and hiding behind alcohol. And some one of the letters I wrote, just to be completely honest, was like just forgiving myself for being so hard on myself. And there was been a lot of power in that. I mean, fuck, burn that shit in the sink. Burn it anywhere. But just, like, watching it go up in flames is really, like, cleansing. I can't explain it. You're just going to have to trust me on that one. Even if it sounds woo-woo. I promise you, it works. It's powerful. My second big aha moment is something I've talked about before. Something I'm absolutely not good at. But... I had to really get back in touch with it to kind of remind myself that I am fun and that I can be fun without alcohol is play, right? And like my kids love to play video games and video games is not my go-to. But for me, what play has really felt like and I had a big aha moment the other night was dancing, (laughs) which is funny, right? Because a lot of people associate dancing and alcohol, especially those of us that don't have as much rhythm. (laughs) And I know that's a joke, but it's just funny when I was thinking about this and I was journaling about it the other day, I was like, isn't that funny? Because dancing is something most people associate with drinking. But I was dancing with my kids and especially my daughter. She's so young, so you can really, really be yourself. She's not judging me. She doesn't care how I dance. She's over the moon that I'm dancing and that I'm just like releasing myself and like really just like acting like a kid almost and just having fun. And that night and that feeling I held on to, still hold on to, and I'm really going to try to cultivate that and remember that and use that. And I've told her repeatedly so she can remind me as well about how much fun I had doing that with her and as a family but it was so much fun and another thing if you guys don't have bikes and if you live somewhere where you can ride a bike go buy a fucking bike riding my bike around the neighborhood also reminds me of being a kid and it also gives me that playful feeling and it's exercise right so but it's not as hard as riding (laughs) and 
it's really been good. So like those two things have been amazing and I really want to start dancing more. I don't know what that looks like. Probably when I'm by myself, but God, do you remember being like at a sleepover with your girlfriends and you guys would like get out your hairbrushes and sing to Grease or Dirty Dancing or like whatever that was. I mean, those are my best memories. Like those are still my favorite movies and things I love to do. And I would say the last thing outside of just like sitting and feeling your feelings and just letting yourself sit and just feel it. And I know that's really simple and I struggle with simple, but sometimes that's what I had to do. There was moments I had to just lay on the bed and just cry. And I just told my husband, like, I don't want you to say anything. You don't even have to touch me. Just let me cry and just be here. Just like hold the space. Like, that's it. I just want to cry to see if I can feel it and to see if I can like let it out, like release it. And I've after those moments, I guess that's not simple, but when people tell you just cry and you let it out and you'll feel better because it seems so basic, you're like, no, there's got to be something better. I need to go write a letter and burn it. Like that makes so much more sense to me because it's an action and I'm doing, but just sitting and doing that and feeling the emotion really, really is powerful. And every time I do that, I always come out on the other side a little bit stronger, a little bit wiser, and a little bit more clear. But I was going to say, outside of that, just really feeling your fucking feelings, is sign up for something new. So I signed up for um, a botanical, really herbalism to learn more about herbs and plants and trees. And it's been so fun. Like I've completely discounted how much fun learning can actually be. I I remember when I graduated college, like at our graduation and our keynote speaker, and I can't remember his name, but I remember him saying, you never stop learning. Like you will always keep learning. And in my 22 year old mind at that moment who had been working, you know, part-time, full-time to get through college and going to college and keeping straight A's was like, motherfucker, I am done. (laughs) I never want to learn a new thing in my life. I want to get that job. I want to make money and just go on with my life. Right. And I've been thinking about that when I signed up for this class and I started taking it. And I was like, oh, learning actually is kind of fun because there's so much shit out there that we just don't know. And it's just like so amazing. And so I am opening. So like if there's anything you've ever felt a hint of excitement about or a little curiosity about, go do it. Look it up. Like those are the things that have really been helping me get through all of this and I wouldn't argue that I have any more time on my hands during this pandemic, but I would argue that I feel like I have more time on my hands because I'm not drinking. So I am looking for things that keep me busy, but it's not a bad thing, right? I've learned so much about myself. I know that I'm stronger than I've ever been. And I know it's been really fucking hard, But I also know that by sitting here sharing this message, there's at least one other person who can relate, who's going through this, that feels this. And that is my goal with this podcast. That is my goal with always sharing my truest, realest feelings. And that's why I'm here. So I hope that you guys found 
This episode, inspiring, I know is really raw and emotional for me. I'm sure you could feel it, and I apologize if I don't sound like my like most upbeat self, but this one just was different, and I wanted to show up and just like own it, and just like own the fucking shit, and just say, shit's been hard, harder than ever, and while this podcast always gives me joy, and it might not really come through when I record the episodes, there's another version of that, there's another side of that, and it... It's hard and feeling your feelings fucking hard. But another thing I want to stop hiding behind is my love of esoteric is the word. I don't know. Metaphysical things. I'm not sure. Like the tarot cards I talk about. (laughs) Really the oracle cards that are always called tarot cards. I really need to dig into tarot. If anybody listening knows anything or knows someone, send me a DM. Like I need to, I want desire, right? We're paying attention to the words we use. I desire to know more. And I feel like it's calling me. Um, but all of that stuff is calling me. Like just listening to my body. Just like connecting with nature. Just I've been reading a lot of books about goddesses. All these things are really starting to fucking excite me. And I hide behind them and I don't really tell anybody. Because no one else is really talking about it. But that's another thing I'm tired of hiding because that shit lights me up. It makes my day. So we're going to stop there. But my point to that was um, I do have my rebel deck here, my oracle deck. And I did pull a card right before I hit record. And I wasn't sure if I was going to use it in the podcast or not because I really wanted this episode to be about all of the fucking things that have been going on in the month of July. But I did pull a card and I feel now that it's super fucking relevant after blabbing on and on about all the things. So we'll read it real quick before we sign off. All right. So the Oracle Rebel deck that I've been pulling on the podcast, I just pulled one and it says, stop fucking whining. No one wants to listen to that shit. Complaining makes you weak. You have the strength to change the world, so do it. And that resonates because that's my whole goal is if I'm not doing something about it, it is just whining. Sitting here telling you that it's hard and expressing that it's hard and owning that it's hard is not the same thing as whining about it. I am sharing it because I know there's so much fucking power in sharing and I want you to feel seen and I want to feel seen because when we feel seen, we feel safe. So let's own our emotions so they don't own us because we are not them. I love you guys. Thanks for listening to this. This one was a big emotional one for me. I hope you enjoyed it and I will talk to you soon. Thanks so much for holding and creating space with me today.